Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Milwaukee, start your engines. It's time to talk about all things racing. NASCAR, IndyCar, sports cars, and Formula One. This is the Final Inspection Show, presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Now, here's your host, Steve Zaki. And welcome back to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Great Lakes is closed today due to impending weather, but... uh, Make sure you check out Great Lakes Dragway on their Facebook page to see if they will be open tomorrow, all dependent, of course, on the weather. But uh, Great Lakes Dragway still has uh, quite a few weeks left here in the year. They will run until the snow flies, so uh, check out greatlakesdragway.com or Great Lakes on their Facebook page. Also, David Hobbs Honda, appreciate their support. Make sure to check out davidhobbs.com for all the latest and new and used vehicles uh, at David Hobbs Honda. And joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline from Nashville, uh, with his oilpressure.com, uh, one of the best writers in the business in the IndyCar paddock, I think. Uh, I've known him for a few years. It's George Phillips. George, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you, and you are way too kind. <laughs> uh, I'm, an, I'm an average writer at best. <laughs> well, I always enjoy your stuff, and uh, you know, we see each other at, at the races, and you know, it, 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 it's a lot of fun covering the IndyCar series. Uh, a lot of things going on, and and just like that, it's the final race of the of the year at uh, at a, a new venue for some, I guess. But for uh, drivers like Tony Kanan and and Scott Dixon and that uh, who raced at Laguna Seca back in the old Champ Car days, uh, kind of returned to uh, to an old friend, I guess you could say. And uh, what's your opinion? Is it is it better? Better to be at Laguna Seca for the finale. Good, good. Are you happy to see it return to the calendar? Um, ask me. Ask me on Monday. Um, right. I'm not. I, I'm just not sure. I'm. I was never fond of Sonoma. I actually went to Sonoma for the first time last year. Uh, I made my plans to go before they announced that that would be the last year there, but. Um, I think it's pick your poison. Um, neither of those tracks are ideal for passing and great racing. I tend to look at Laguna Seca more as a traditional track, and I tend to be a traditionalist. So I would, I would say that I would prefer Laguna Seca, but um, I don't, I don't think one is much better than the other. Yeah, I, I can understand what you're saying. And let's be, let's face it, that is a track. And and a series that that's been living off the famous pass by Alex Zanardi over Brian Herta, you know, that's going on twenty years now. Uh, you know, much beyond that. I mean, if you look back even before then, you had they they would have the Marlboro Challenge there, which was their version of the All Star Race in 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 the nineties and that. And it, you know, it, it's 
Yeah, I kind of agree with you. Let, let, let's see how it plays out. But uh, I do like it. It's a traditional racetrack. Uh, I'd rather see them at a traditional road course, I should say, uh, as, to, as opposed to like a, a street course. Yeah, um, and you, you, you mentioned the old Marlboro Challenge. I think one of the most exciting moments, of course, that race is always running on a Saturday, and mm-hmm. I don't know how many people how many people ever watched it, but I think it was in 91. I think Rick Mears was about to win that, and he came off of the final turn. And I, I don't know if he missed a shift or what, but he he slowed, and Michael Andretti came around and took the win at the last second. Yeah, um, that to me is is probably a more thrilling moment at Laguna Seca that I can think of than the pass in '96. Yeah, and it, it's uh, we have four. It's a it's a double points race this weekend. Of course, there's four people have a mathematical challenge uh, or a, ma- a mathematical opportunity to win it. But uh, you have uh, Joseph Newgarden, who's basically in control of it. You have Simon P- uh, Paginal. And then uh, uh, Alexander Rossi, Scott Dixon is the one who has a mathematical, uh, you know, he could win it, but it's very, very, you know, a lot of things would yeah. have to happen. Uh, so I'm, I'm calling it a three-car race. Uh, you know, New Gardens and Catbird Seed, we've seen this happen before uh, in, in the past where, uh, you know, somebody just has to finish the race, and it's almost like, if you run conservative, sometimes that can cause more problems than it's worth, isn't it? Yeah, uh, we we have seen that before. And I think if I were Joseph Newgarden, which, of course, I'm not, but I think I'll go out and try to win the race. If you go out there and try to finish fourth, you might end up finishing fifth. Um, but the thing is, even if, of course, everybody knows that Newgarden has to finish fourth, um, and he's, it's automatic. But the thing is, even if Rossi finishes second in the race, all Newgarden has to do is finish ninth. So I really think that most likely Newgarden is going to win this thing. But after what I've seen this weekend with Rossi, and uh, Rossi has not had a good weekend so far. Now, they haven't run qualifying yet, so he could end up on the front row. But if he doesn't end up on the front row with passing at a premium, um, I think we might ought to be focusing our attention on Simon Pagino mm-hmm. uh, to see what he can do. And I think I don't like that when it comes down between two teammates. But um, uh, if I were if I were Newgarden, I think I'd start worrying about Pagino, my own teammate, than I would Alexander Rossi. Yeah, especially uh, Pagano is is definitely a wild card, especially with some of the speculation that, that that's been coming about. I, I, I there's been a, a kind of a, uh, a a rumor, whatever you want to call it, that's been floated out there with uh, you know with with the, the spam team, the <laughs> Schmidt Peterson uh, and a, a McLaren team. Uh, you know, Pagano has a one year contract, and it would make sense. For McLaren uh, to hire Pagano, especially with the connection with Pagano has with Schmidt Peterson early on, and also with Gilles Deferent. So I'm wondering if I'm Pagano, you know, it, you know, Penske always says it's between the drivers, as long as he doesn't get stupid, obviously. 
But I think Pagenaud's like, hey, I don't care. I'm going to try and win this thing. And if it has to put, if he has to put a wheel into his uh, New Garden side pod, I, I truly think he's going to. I agree, and I don't think that Pagano has forgotten what New Garden did to him at Gateway a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just, um, yeah, I, I think um, you know Pagano did save his job in the month of May. But I still think he's thinking, you know, I, I still need to keep winning if I want to be here past beyond 2020. Well, and it bodes well. I mean, you know, let's say Paginal does somehow win the championship in that. Then, yeah, that, that puts him, and then you're, you're in a situation that he w- would want to be where he could start a bidding war between Penske and McLaren for 2021. Yeah, yeah. Um... However, and, and I've heard the same rumor you were talking about. My first thought is, why would you go? Why would you leave Team Penske unless you just want nothing but money? Why would you leave Team Penske to a team that failed to qualify for the Indianapolis 500 this past year? Oh, that's a good point. But and and, and the, those two combined teams, merged teams, bought out teams, however you want to phrase it, both of those teams have failed to make the 500 in the last two years. So I I just can't see Pagano leaving Penske to go into that environment. See, this is why we have George Phillips on the show here because he makes <laughs> he makes excellent points like this. That's a very good point. So I tell you what, let's take a quick break here, uh, and we'll have you back on the next segment. I want to talk some silly season where the more and expand on, on the thoughts where where some of these drivers could be moving for next year and even uh, going into 2021 when the new car comes. Uh, We'll we'll be talking more with George Phillips and check out his stuff at oilpressure.com. And we'll be right back on the final inspection show. Welcome back to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by the legendary David Hobbs Honda and, of course, Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Make sure you check out Great Lakes Dragway. The Facebook page, they are closed today due to impending weather, but uh, check. Uh, make sure you check them out on Facebook page and see uh, if they'll be open tomorrow. Don't know how the weather, how long this weather will hang out, but it's supposed to be moving in this afternoon and throughout the night. So, uh, Is it raining now? Uh, so I am not mowing the lawn when I get home. Can't cross that off the list. So uh, joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, it is George Phillips from oilpressure.com. George, what's the latest at at, at uh, your website? Um, well, I up there right now is a post I put up there yesterday. Just uh, his real original title is called the uh, Laguna Seca Preview. <laughs> and uh, for, uh, for those that are not familiar with my site, um, I post three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, uh, even throughout the entire off-season, and try, emphasis on the word try, to post every day in the month of May because uh, this is not my day job. So, um, But I, I've, I've been doing this for going on 11 years now. It's a good site, and I, like I said before, I always appreciate your work and, and your writing, and it's uh, good stuff. And uh, we've uh, spoken – prior before especially in in the lunchroom at the indianapolis media center yes. a few times 
<laughs> which we both seem to find ourselves in quite often. <laughs> so, and uh, we are also football fans. Uh, I, I suppose you're keeping one eye on the Vols, which ain't doing too well uh, today, and we're watching no, the Badgers uh, in the studio here. It's uh, 17 to nothing in Florida right now, unless they've scored since we've been talking. Ouch. So, so yeah, not a good, good day for the Orange. Um, but certainly switching gears back to IndyCar racing, uh, one of the things, uh, is kind of not a surprise, but, uh, for, for a guy who keeps sponsors a long time, it is AJ Foyt racing. who's only had basically three sponsors over the last, uh, 40 plus years. And, uh, ABC supply is, uh, leaving the, the team full time. will rejoin AJ Foyt racing for Indianapolis only. But, um, and, uh, they, they could have actually have two new drivers next year, uh, due to the pecking order and where they're at in the paddock and that, uh, it, it kind of works in the top down, doesn't it? So we saw, you know, the, the, the big, the big news was, you know, where, where is uh, Rossi going to go? Okay. He's back at Andretti racing, Coton Herta. Uh, we've kind of figured what was going to happen, happen. Basically that team oh. is going to merge back to Andretti with Steinbrenner. Harding is out. Uh, and, and so that's part of, part of that team. Well, well what's next, uh, coming down the line for IndyCar racing in, this, in their silly season? Well, um, I think everything really hinges on McLaren and, and I have nothing to, to base this on. No, it's just more of a gut feeling, but the, the common thought now is that Hinchcliffe is going to stay at McLaren and I don't think he is. Um, I don't think so either. I, 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 I tend to side with Robin Miller. I think he's going to uh, be in a Honda team. I, um, I think Honda will move mountains to keep keep Hinchcliffe uh, out of McLaren. So, um, and let's, I call it McLaren because I think in two years that's going to be the full name of the team. McLaren. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I, um, I talked to, you know, I sound like I'm name dropping, so I'm not even going to drop the name, but I did talk to somebody a lot more in the know than I am at Pocono. And he was telling me that for all these people who think that think this is going to be a merger, um, they're crazy. He said, this is going to be a, a house cleaning at, um, as you call it, the span team over this off season. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and this it, yeah, it appears to be, it's going to be a transitional year. Uh, especially with the new car coming and everything, and you could have uh, at least one driver. I, I, I think what might happen is you you might get a, a young driver, whether it, whether it's somebody like Venus VK or somebody like that, or and then maybe have Connor Daly, which is a name that's been bantied about, uh, driving there for one year until they're able to get another name. Is that something you you think that could be viable? Yeah, I do think that uh, I think Connor Daly is is if I were Connor Daly, I do think I would go to that situation rather than Carlin. Um, I know everybody says, well, Carlin's won everywhere they've been. Just give them time. Well, I I think it's going to, I still think it's going to take them a while to find their footing Uh uh, in IndyCar. And I think that if, if I were Connor Daly, which once again, I'm not, uh, I would tend if, Given the choice between going with Carlin and McLaren, uh, I think I would look strongly at going with McLaren. I totally agree because that's that, that could be his best opportunity to shine. I mean, 
uh, let's face it, him getting podium finishes or a win with, with McLaren is much more impressive than him finishing 7th, 8th, or ninth with with Carling, which would be above their finishing now. So, I mean, yeah. I think there's definitely – you got to go with – with the with the more upside, and we we've seen drivers have done this before. You go with the better team short term, and hope for better things to happen to you after that, or they and keep think, you. And I think Connor Daly is going to have a good weekend uh, this weekend. Um, I, I think I, I think he finished twelfth in the final practice today, and um, of course we'll see how he qualifies and races. But you know he won two races there just this past weekend. So uh, at Laguna Seca, mm-hmm. uh, when IMSA was there, so um, and he's already familiar with the Andretti team. It's been a while since he raced with them. He's raced with how many other teams has he raced right. with uh, since since Indianapolis? But um, I think he's going to have a uh, a strong weekend, and I think this just w- works out well for him. Well, you know, I think he's going to have choices for once. Yes. I agree. I, I got a buddy of mine who who's who's not the Connor Daly fan. He's always like dismissing him. Oh, he you know he can't drive this and that. And you know he he has shown he has struggled at times. And of course he's had some good runs at Gateway and that. But I think now even even with the Portland race, you know it didn't work out for him. But he qualified well. He was able to to get in that team, qualify, have a good qualifying. And I think he would have really shown in that race because I think he's finally got the confidence now. He, he's he, instead of going in and, and pressing and trying, he's like, okay, I, I can do this. Let, let's just go about it and work the weekend and see what happens. And and the confidence has gained and gained. And I think it it's almost one of those things where to to go faster, you have to slow down. And I think that, that that's kind of happened in his case. And I, I think I agree. I think he's he's got a lot more confidence now. But I also think that he's got a little bit more maturity now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, not only what he does on the track, but I think the way he approaches his job. Uh, I, I think that was one of the raps against him when he, when he was at Foyt, uh, that was that uh, I think he is perceived as not taking his job seriously. Mm-hmm. And, and I think he has shaken that rap uh, over the last couple of years. Yeah, I, th- I think he has. You know, it, you know it, it, it's a fine line where some people, you know, drivers ha- are trying to raise their profile, doing whether it's social media or whatnot, and you're trying to get your name out there. And some people consider that a negative, or they're worried more about raising their their name than their craft, I guess. And maybe mm-hmm. that might have been certainly a criticism of him. But I, I think he's now that he's finally getting to seat time. I, I, I'm I'm a big proponent of a lot of these young drivers, especially on the open wheel side, just do not get the seat time they need to excel. You look in the past where we had so much more testing in that, whether it's somebody like Rick Mears or Michael Andretti, you look at how, how much, how many miles they were able to do in testing compared to somebody like Alexander Rossi or even a Joseph Newgarden compared to now, it just, it, it, you know, I, it kind of hinders their, uh, their development as a driver. Yeah, I agree. And and when you have somebody coming into IndyCar at a young age, say like uh, Zach Veach, because uh, he has not had a good season at all this year, mm-hmm. uh, when you compare him to a Felix Rosenquist, who, yes, he's a rookie, but look at how much more experience he has. And 
even though they're not in this car, I still think a lot of it translates. And so I think that's why you're seeing Rosenquist perform well. However, look at um, um, uh, Colton Herta. Mm-hmm. I still I still think I th- he's who I'm going to be watching this weekend at Laguna Seca because he is either going to win the race or he's going to tear up a lot of equipment because he's been all over the track this weekend, and I hope he doesn't take anybody else with him uh, if he gets too overzealous. But he uh, he has been fast. Yeah, and then uh, one, one driver we haven't mentioned so far who's been very, very impressive, and I, I just thought he was going to be a, a human wrecking ball early in the season, uh, was Santino Ferrucci, and, and he's you know been showing the maturity uh, you know, came, let's face it, he came into this series with some baggage and it certainly just gelled with that 19 team and has looked very impressive, hasn't he? Yes. And, and how, uh, when was the last time that Dale Coyne was talking about finalizing the seat for his second car in September? Exactly. Yep. And, and uh, I, I, I hope he's able to keep him because I, I think that, I think they are both good for each other. Yeah, they certainly do, and uh, of course, Bordea signed on for you know for next year. And you wonder, you know, could this be his final year in in IndyCar? You know, I I, I personally think it could be. And uh, you know, but God bless Dale Coyne. You know, for somebody who I first saw up at Road America in the mid '80s, you know, I didn't see him in the, when he drove that Eagle, but I saw him when he was driving that Lola with the. Uh, with the Chevy in it, you know, running about three seconds behind the pack. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 you know, and was able to persevere and grow that team. And of course had to, let's face it, you know, you had to have money to race for coin, but he needed to do that to survive and has been able to through the years. And, you know, it he was kind of a, you know, a punchline in the paddock, but he you was. know, he's still around and a lot of those teams that were criticizing him and whatnot are not. So, you know, hats off, uh, tip of the hat to Dale Coyne, what he's been able to do all these years. And, uh, I mean, I was so happy when him, when he and Justin Wilson uh, won a few years back, and he's been able to visit, you know, Victory Lane a couple times, and it's uh, pretty impressive, you know, like I said, to consider where he was and where he came from, basically a landscaper from northern Illinois. Uh, you know, it, it, it's, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty cool stuff, isn't it, George? Yeah, and, and, and even though they have had – a good year, especially with Perucci, and, and you know, Bourdais has had a, a, a decent time of it. Um, this will be the first year in, what, three years that they have not won a race. Yeah. But I think... It, uh, assuming they don't win uh, on, on Sunday. Right. Yeah. And uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, one thing I want to mention, uh, you know, we, we mentioned uh, Hinchcliffe. Yeah. Do you think if he does go with Honda, it certainly makes sense if the... If they go, if he goes over to to, to the Ray Hall team as a third car, doesn't it? If, because um, I'm I've seen here in the last week or so that that third car is looking less likely. I don't know. I'm assuming a sponsor, a potential sponsor, fell through, um, and it's I don't know if it's coincidence or what. But about the same time we were hearing that that car, the third car, is seeming less likely, then suddenly we hear that Chip Ganassi might be open to running a third car. So, uh, I don't know that I can see James Hinchcliffe at Ganassi, but I guess stranger things have happened. <laughs> Certainly, I, 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 I do agree that the most likely scenario would be to see him at Ray Hall, but um, 
you know, business makes strange bedfellows sometimes. It certainly does. Well, George, we certainly appreciate you taking time out and uh, wish uh, for better luck for your Vols, who unfortunately got scored on again by Florida, and also your Titans. You know, I follow you on Facebook and Twitter, and, I, you know, are they ever going to get an offense? I, I don't, don't. I don't even know. Um, not until they get a line. Yeah, that 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 uh, Thursday game was frustrating for the Titans. Nine fans. sacks on Mariota, yeah. and and I, Mariota needs some improvement, but it's not all his fault. Yeah. All right. Well, George, best of luck and better luck to your uh, to your football teams uh, for the rainy well, season, well, and enjoy well, Laguna tomorrow. I, I will, and I have enjoyed this. All right. Well, thanks for joining the show. We'll definitely have you on again. Sounds good. George Phillips joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Looking to buy, build, renovate, or refinance in 2019? Look no further and call Great Midwest Bank today. Great Midwest Bank, providing simply local common sense lending to your community since 1935. We're going to take a quick break here, and I will be back with some news and notes. And then after that, we'll have Eddie Lupine from RacingNation.com joining us uh, coming up next on the Final Inspection Show. Yeah, welcome back to the Final Inspection Show. Brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway. Unfortunately, Great Lakes Dragway is closed today due to the impending weather, which I guess is pending, Mitch. Uh, looks like rain is moving into southeastern Wisconsin. Yeah, it's going to be... It's going to be extended pretty, rain, so... Pretty um, ugly forecast, I think, for uh, the evening here, so... i tell you that... It's unfortunate. Wh- whoever Roy uses uh, Great Lakes, they're, they're pretty accurate, so he saw this coming in, so he decided, let's not even open today. And uh, make sure you check out Did Great Lakes the, Dragway uh, go ahead. on Facebook tomorrow to see if they're open. Because I think this is supposed to move out. It's supposed to rain uh, into the night, but uh, should move out by morning. Yeah. So. Did you see uh, how the brewers had the roof closed last night, even though there was like a 2% chance of rain? Well, But they also the, had a rain delay recently. That They're a little snake bit. They and uh, they're, if they're, anybody they're who watched, I mean, that was such a Freak situation. Oh, Michigan's on the board. Oh, they finally scored. Oh, this this Wisconsin defense. What a sieve. So it's the first touchdown on Wisconsin uh, with the Badgers defense in how many quarters? Ten, right? I think this guy's hurt now, too. Mm. So uh, 35-7, Wisconsin over Michigan. Uh, Yeah, there was a situation where they had the roof open, and just this freak little thunderstorm developed over western Milwaukee, Moved right over uh, Miller, Miller Park, Park yep. and, and it takes them. What is it? Ten minutes? It's like ten minutes to close the roof. So yeah, if it rains, <laughs> it is. if it pours, Just if it pours, I mean, you're talking ten, fifteen minutes pouring of pouring in. rain. Yeah, and it, it caught everybody off guard. Yeah, it was just one of those. So now they're a little snake bit. Right, they're so, a little paranoid. So last night it wasn't really <laughs> supposed to rain, but it was. It was really muggy last night. And, it and was. It, it you know could have happened at any point. And uh, they went ahead and closed the uh, closed the roof, even though it you know it didn't rain. So look for maybe ceiling fans next year at Miller Park. No, we can't have that. They'll blow down. The it ball. would be nice. Uh, tomorrow though, the weather should clear out because uh, if you're in the area of in Milwaukee, make sure you get out for the Hales Corner Speedway reunion. I'm looking forward to this. Yours truly will be there uh, tomorrow from 10 to 6 p.m. at the New Berlin VFW, 179th in Beloit. 
the Temple Light Road, which is in uh, the south side, uh, between that would be, I guess, Calhoun and National Avenue. And National Avenue runs on a little bit of an angle, but it's west of uh, Calhoun. Uh, pretty neat deal. They're also going to be celebrating Red Adams, one of the iconic uh, drivers and organizers and supporters of racing. His 92nd birthday. Uh, Red's been around for years, was a racer back in the day, was actually at the first meeting where they organized uh, the Midwest Stock Car uh, Organization back in, I believe, in 1949 or so. Uh, pretty neat deal. They're going to have food, drinks, and more out there. We're also going to have memorabilia there, which I will be releasing a new video. It's uh, I'm calling it the beginning. It's 1959 MSC Modified Racing Action from Hales Corners and Cedarburg uh, Raceway. Pretty cool. Black and white footage uh, I obtained, and it, it, it's pretty neat. Uh, 1959 was what we, they call, I guess, uh, a lot of us have been calling like a transitional year for the MSC uh, with the modifieds. We had some of the what, the traditional narrowed modifieds, which were very famous in the area in the 60s until the early 70s, but still had a lot of the older type uh, modified stock cars that ran with them. Pretty cool footage, lots of footage of Miles Melius, who's being uh, honored uh, today out in Hartford. So lots of stuff happening in uh, southeastern Wisconsin for those uh, who love uh, the the nostalgia of local racing and in Milwaukee. But make sure you get out there. Uh, that's the New Berlin VFW tomorrow from uh, 10 to 3 for the Hills Corner Speedway reunion uh, featuring past and present race cars, a lot of street rods, and, of course, don't forget the memorabilia show where you can get uh, the 1959 MSC modified racing DVD, along with uh, also have a short track DVD with uh, midgets and modifieds from Hills Corner Speedway and the quarter mile at Milwaukee. So mention this. Uh, the DVD is $20. And mention this. Uh, mention you heard me on the show, and I'll give you $5 off the second DVD. So uh, lots of cool stuff happening. And uh, like I said, if you can't get out to Hartford today, try and get out there on another day uh, at the uh, Wisconsin uh, Automotive Museum out in Hartford. Very, very cool museum. And then with the Southeastern Short Track, short southeastern wisconsin short track hall of fame which is inside there also a lot of neat stuff there so good stuff for race fans and uh let's take a quick break here when we come back we're going to talk to eddie lapine from RacingNation.com. lots of stuff happening in the world of imza sports car racing and of course formula one which is out beautiful downtown singapore racing uh this weekend so coming up eddie lapine on the final inspection show this is Final Inspection with Steve Zockey. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On 105.7 FM, The Fan. And welcome back to the Final Inspection Show. Brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Closed today due to impending weather, which looks like it is ending. As I said before, it looks like it's raining now. They're rain throughout the night, so make sure you check out Great Lakes Dragway on their Facebook page to see if they're open tomorrow. I think they may be open. I think this weather should move out in time for them to be open tomorrow. And also, uh, David Hobbs Honda. Make sure to check out davidhobbs.com for all the latest and new and used vehicles. Joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline from Florida, it is Eddie Lapine. Welcome to the show, sir. Hey, how you doing, Steve? Good. You've been a busy, busy guy. Last night, Alan Jackson, was it earlier in the week you saw Alice Cooper was in Orlando? Is that true? 
no, no. Oh, that was that, that an was old old. one, an older one. Okay. Yeah. Because I was going to say, Al usually stays at your house when he's in town, doesn't he? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, he's coming in November. Bunch of shows in Florida. Well, you better clean out Al- the clean out that guest bedroom so it's all set for him. Now, does Calico oh. stay with him, the, the whole entourage, or is it just Al? <laughs> Yeah. No, I think they stay at the finer hotels of Orlando <laughs> where there's a golf course nearby. Uh, so lots of yeah, things happening. Golf. Lots of things happening on your side, uh, on uh, the IMSA side. Uh, with Scott Atherton, the head of uh, who guided IMSA and the Grand Am merger, merger, I should say the American Le Mans series and the uh, Grand Am merger and everything, uh, stepping down is that was was that a surprise or? I I'm shocked. Um, I guess you know it's time to move on. Uh, he has done so much for uh, sports car racing and racing and and trying to keep it. I mean the growth of it since he's been in around and and Doctor Panos's vision of you know of him bringing them in there mm-hmm. and really changing and helping sports car racing and trying to unite sports car racing with European racing. Um, he's done an incredible job. Uh, he really is. He's well, one of those guys that, you know, he's been around 35 years and he, he's had his hands in everything in motorsports. Which is never easy. I mean, that's always been an ongoing uh, issue with, with with American sports car racing is is if it's, you know, if they can, because let's face it, the people in Paris don't make it easy for American sports car racing with their constant changing of rules and, and just treatment in general was of uh, Wisconsin, or uh, American sports car racing and Scott, I think Scott Atherton was certainly a, is somebody who's been able to weather that and, and make decisions that, that, and guided, uh, American sports car racing through, you know, some difficult times, whether it's, you know, dealing with, uh, uh, with the people in Paris and, and, and the Le Mans series, but also not only that, but, uh, you know, manufacturers leaving manufacturers coming in, Help, trying to help out the privateers, uh, the constant changing and tweaking of rules, and also and and groups too. I mean, with all the different classes of cars and that, and he certainly is. Uh, his, his plate has been full. It's, it's not the easiest job uh, being in the position he is, isn't it? No, not at all. And uh, he's the kind of guy that if he ran for mayor, you'd vote for him. Yeah, because he's just a kind of he's got the charisma. Um, even when the chips are down against them, I know when I talked to him at Long Beach, uh, when they were trying to merger the, trying to make it happen with, uh, the WEC and the Lamar 24 hour race and trying to get the DPs involved. And that was like a last minute thing. And literally he, they were there just before the race trying to make this happen. And, you know, I mean, it's, he's a great guy and he's going to be sadly missed. Um, and really there's no, nobody really on the list right now. I think it kind of came as a shock, really. Yeah, it certainly has. It's, you know, it'll be interesting to see how, I guess the big concern, let's face it, a lot of sports car fans have is, is the 
impending NASCAR, as I as I texted you earlier, the NASCARation of uh, sports car racing is that a concern? Uh, I would say definitely, and you know now Ford's leaving mm-hmm. at the end of the year, and there's several teams that are parting IMSA. And uh, it brings up some concerns. It's bad timing when the head of sports car racing is leaving. Um, I, I just hope it uh, we can still keep going forward because the series is really, no matter how many people cry about BOP and the balance of performance and the racing, the racing is good. I mean, it, it, Road Atlanta is coming up October 12th. Mm-hmm for the 10 hour race and the, the classes, I mean, they're going down to the wire. So, I mean, for the championship, so you can't ask for closer, uh, competition than that. Uh, formula one's in Singapore. And I mean, it, it I, it, it, it's, it's a, it's an okay track. Let's face it. It's a street course, but visually it's probably one of the best, uh, most entertaining races just because there's so I mean, Singapore is such a beautiful city. I mean, if you look back to Singapore, which was devastated during world war two, I mean, if you just, if you Google Singapore, 1940 with the Japanese occupation of that, that's a city that was just totally trash, but now it's such a beautiful city. You got that, uh, the Singapore flyer is a huge Ferris wheel. I guess it's a Ferris wheel, whatever you want to call it, observation wheel. That's over fifty stories high. Was that something? Would 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 you get on that, Eddie? Oh sure, you know me. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I'll try anything once. You know, I mean, I jumped off the stratosphere like, a couple of years ago, so on a, on a on a dare for dinner. So I, I, I you know, it, it's cool. Actually, I just talked to a mutual friend of ours earlier today and that's Mika Salo because he's over there for FIA and mm-hmm. one of the driving and he's sitting at the pool. He loves this race because it's in the middle of the night so he can lay at the pool all day and, and enjoy, um, you know, things that you don't normally get to, to do at, at a formula one race. So everything's sure. at night and he just loves it. He says, this is just, it's incredible. Yeah. But the circuit isn't the greatest. It's, it's you know but I mean, for tv but, for tv and high def tv it is just a i don't know what you want to even call it but it's, it's mesmerizing it's it's, the, it's it's so pretty it looks at like night it's a video game it does it yeah like exactly yeah it doesn't look real yeah. uh, when you're watching that race and it it's incredible i mean it it's an incredible circuit and it's one of those circuits that basically it's opening the door for other challengers. I, I wouldn't leave for stopping out of this race. And Charles Leclerc, I mean, the guy's on a roll. Well, qual- confidence yeah. is a big builder, and him putting it on the pole three races in a row it, is incredible. And basically it took the sales out of uh, Sebastian Vettel again. Oh, that's got to be so he, frustrating for him, isn't it? He's on the pole. Time expires. Leclerc. Leclerc takes the pull, and then here comes Hamilton and kicks him. He's not even on the front row. He has to start in the second row. I mean, it's got to be so I, frustrating I, for him. I I was watching it, and I thought, God, finally, Sebastian really laid down a lap. If you watched his sure. lap, it was I, – if I was Sebastian Vettel, I would definitely 
uh, uh, rips your heart out of your future. Yeah. You know, yeah. Because this kid is definitely the real deal, and I think it's going to be an exciting race. As you know, when a year, uh, a couple of years ago, when Kimmy and Sebastian got together on the start of the race, this race, I mean, they're doing 195 miles an hour on mm-hmm. this track in one section, and it's an incredible race. Definitely, it'll be very exciting, and hopefully Ferrari can keep this momentum going. It definitely really brings the fans into it, for sure. Ferrari is just, you know, they want they want to see them beat uh, Lewis, definitely. Well, who who do you like in the uh, in the F one race today or tonight? I should say. Well, I I, I mean, I'm going to go with Charles Leclerc. I mean, I think I, I definitely think this kid's momentum is a huge factor, and I think. I'm going to go with Ferrari. All right. Who do you like in the NASCAR race, Cup Series race tonight, Richmond? Oh, they're racing? Oh. Oh, come on now. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Clint Boyer. I mean, you know, out of the clear blue, it's a good track for him. And I think, you know, I think it's momentum again is another key in, uh, in NASCAR too as well. Mitch, uh, who do you like? Uh, let's let's give uh, let's. How about the pole sitter, Brad Keselowski? Sure, sounds good to me. All right, we'll give Mitch Brad Keselowski. How much uh, do I win if if I get it right? You get bragging rights. That's all this is worth. You get a big giant suitcase of absolutely nothing. Yes. <laughs> you 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 get what's behind door number three, which is nothing. Sounds good so, to me. Eddie, what's the latest at RacingNation.com? Well, we're getting ready to do a preview for Road Atlanta, and we got a couple uh, interviews and behind-the-scenes stories we're working on for Petit Le Mans coming up in October. The 10-hour Petit Le Mans—that should be pretty cool at Road Atlanta. And uh, and according to, and don't forget, next year they announced there's going to be a Grand Prix in Vietnam. Is that a formal owner he said it'll actually occur? I. Yay I mean, or nay? Give me a yay or nay. Nay. Okay. Eddie, thank you as always. Appreciate you joining the show. I'd like to thank everybody who joined the show today. Dennis Michelson, of course, and uh, Dick Carth. Make sure you get out to the short, South Houston Short Track Hall of Fame out there till 3 o'clock. And also, Hales Corners reunion tomorrow, New Berlin VFW. You're listening to the Final Inspection Show. We'll talk to you next week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.